So back again a little bit later this week because Jones has been on childcare duties this week. Um, so episode eight, are we on now? Is this eight, eight weeks in we are? Is yeah. it eight weeks already? Yeah, I don't know. I, would say, I, I can't remember when I uh, uploaded the video last week. I can't remember if, we were, if that was six or seven. Anyway, whatever episode <laughs> we're up to, um, <laughs> we're, we're back again. Um, so let's get straight into it this week because we're probably end up we're probably going to end up start, like chatting for quite a bit on this. So somebody's uh, messaged in probably the one listener we have and asked kind of what we what we view as being a strong dad. So which we all then add a message around and go, what do you reckon? I don't know. What do you what do you mean? So we put it out to people on Instagram and I guess these are the the types of things we got back in. So a dad who kind of nurtures and leads by example, provides like a, a good environment like for their kids, uh, no matter where they are or how they're feeling or what's going on in their lives at the time. Somebody's mentally strong and strong enough to support kind of themselves and the family and being able to share his emotions in front of the kids without it being seen as to be kind of like a weakness as such. So, Go on then. We've had a sort of twenty-four hours or so to think of it. Where, where do you boys stand with those types of things? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Where it's like when you actually sort of sit down and think about it, it's like what is a strong dad? And my first thought yesterday was like, what was my old man like? And was that was that a strong dad or was that? somebody of his generation and that's just all that was is just his personality because he was probably a, a man of few words but more of actions like just didn't say anything but was quite sort of wasn't a disciplinarian per se but he was you know you sort of respected him for being your dad kind of thing he was a bit bit weird and is that like is that a strong dad or is it someone who is more nurturing or is it somebody who can squat 250 in the gym or or what you know what I mean it's like it opens up sort of a, a plethora of sort of questions and ideas and I think for me a strong dad en- encompasses everything it is somebody who is a is a role model who looks after themselves um looks after the family you know has good values um in tune with the emotions being able to be open and share and it's got a real sort of nurturing side to it. I think that's in sort of in my eyes what a, what a strong dad is. Um, and he's just quite and being quite honest with themselves as well. Because I think as dads we can we can mask a lot of uh, a lot of ills, so to speak, by putting on a, a brave face and in in quotes get on, just get on with it. Yeah, yeah, you've got to. Uh... Agree with that. It's, I think it's the I got from that the you've got a lead, haven't you? And that starts with yourself. Mm. I mean, you know, it's, when you're you know single or whatever with no kids, it's dead easy to lead yourself because you get out of bed and crack on with the day. But I think in the world we live now, is it harder to be a dad now than it was 20 years ago with all the technology and the, we're more connected than ever, but we don't connect like face-to-face as much as we probably used to, you know what I mean? Because we've got our head buried in work or iPads and laptops and stuff. And I think 
it's probably having that connection and being available, I think, is one of the big ones. I think I was thinking about being a strong dad and I was speaking to somebody the other day about creating, you know, you have your work self, you have your home self and you've got dads and you've got to be able to check out of each one because if you're still emotionally and you head into work and you walk into the door and then you know you, your kids are there you're not you've not checked out of work self yet and become dad and you know that can I think it's that's where it starts about leading yourself to have these kind of I don't know is it sections of your life where you can be really structured and go I'm emotionally and just all in at being a dad now instead of being half and half um one of my clients give me one of the best bit of advice I think I really took on board when I was going to become a dad and he works a lot of hours um, and you know he's a really successful guy and uh, and he was he said when he he's got four kids and he said when he became a dad he really worried about spending time with his kids because it was it wasn't there a lot but what he did say was when he's there, he is there. You know what I mean? There's no work, there's nothing on. And I think that's a skill uh, all strong dads should definitely have, just being available. Yeah, 100%. I think that that being there, I think, you know, I've definitely been guilty of that, of, you know, heads at work or rugby where I'm with family and it's like, and then you, you end up sort of feeling guilty and, and spiralling and and then you try and force the issue and it all becomes a bit of a, bit of a nightmare. <laughs> and then you end up just sort of brood on it for a few, or I, I sort of brood on it for a few days and everything. But I think you, you bang on and it is it is a learned skill. It's not, it's something I've had to learn. It's not something I've been able to do naturally because I don't know if that's just the way I am or the way sort of my sort of my makeup and everything. But, it's a real sort of make, making a conscious effort of putting the phone away, you know, not, or not replying to anything or making sure, you know, you're going to go, you're leaving, for, leaving work, you're going to go home or leaving rugby and you're going to go home. And it's making sure everything's boxed off before you get walking through that front door at home. I don't take, don't take things home with you. Yeah. I think just, just on that, it just reminded me that I remember being on a course a few years ago and someone saying about that and that, kind of bit making sure you're all there for your kids. And I think they were talking about to do with stress and things like that. So they said the last thing they'd do, they'd pull up on the drive and they'd sit in their car with their phone and just go through any of the, all the messages, everything like that, make sure everything was kind of replied to. They'd made any last calls, whatever they, whatever they needed to do. And sometimes they'd be sat on the drive when they got home for like 20 <laughs> minutes, half an hour, whatever. Do <laughs> everything. They go, right, they can go in and, and that's it. They can shelve sort of work they can put the phone away um and you know they, they can then be all there for their kids because i do think it's like someone someone asked me on um ages ago saying like you know how, how do you view kind of life balance we're talking about like business and work and things and they said how, how do you work it? Like that. And it at the time i didn't know how to answer it i still probably don't really in terms of like, is there a work-life balance or is it something you just have to sort of get by because that's something now that I'm conscious of with, with Lila, particularly as she's getting older is that she's like, kids are like a sponge. So we've, we've noticed that the last couple of days, Lila comes home, came home from uh, nursery and she managed to get hold of um, Lucy's car keys. And she sat by the living room door with the car keys, 
like prodding the door with the car keys. And she's obviously realized that keys open doors. And although she's like nowhere near the lock or anything like that, she's just ruining the door by jabbing it with a key. Um, they pick up on what you do. And so I'm suddenly now becoming conscious of that. I go, I'm bad for being on my phone. Like, you know, whether it's work, messaging people or just like a habit of getting out and, and scrolling and things like that. And it's becoming conscious of that going, I don't want her growing up with that because, you know, it, so we can't relate to it because when we were kids, there were no mobile phones. You know, you, you, if someone, you know, if your parents needed to speak to somebody, they had to pick up the phone and call them and things like that. If they weren't there, it was like they had to leave a, you know, um, a message on the answer machine or whatever. And, oh. things, and that, that was it. They were back with you. Then there was no picking up the phone and just seeing what's happening in the world. You, know, you had to wait for the news to come on the TV and, and stuff like that. So I do think the world is very, very different now. And I think as dads, we need to be aware of that and the impacts that it has on us and therefore then has on kids because they do just, they are a sponge and they'll pick up if you're doing stuff, they, they probably will pick up on it. And even though let's say, I don't know, you've probably noticed it more with Fred because he's a couple of years older than, than uh, the kids. Yeah, hundred percent. The there's one different day actually. Like me and Kate were wetting ourselves, but we really shouldn't have. Like something had gone on. I can't remember what it was, and I think I'd forgot to do something or something. And I've gone, oh bloody hell, and just like walked off downstairs to to do whatever it is I needed to do. And uh, all I can hear upstairs is Fred going, oh bloody hell, oh, bloody <laughs> hell, and I'm like, oh my god, like, but it was just, it was like so instant. I was like, that was just like a, a real reminder. Like he just literally just watches everything, listens to everything, and. Yeah, I think I think you sort of hit on the head there. It's like being conscious of of being there, of being there around your kids and, and focusing on them or, or family time, whatever you're doing. But I think that's more like values within yourself as well, because you know it, it'd be easy just to say like, oh, it's modern day. There's more um, connection on phones. There's more technology, so that's what they're going to grow up with. So they are going to be. Um, conscious of it they're going to see everyone else using it so why why are you sort of restricting their time on it or or whatever but i think as a, as a human being and as a person your your values and what you want to try and impart on you on your children and stuff growing up that's one of them so if you're like if one of your sort of values is family time like be that person be that be that role model set the example like if it is family time, phones away is you know it's quite simple, and then moving on and, and just sort of being aware of your actions around the little sponges because it does it it does end up with some funny moments for sure. Yeah, especially if you yeah, especially if you swear as well. <laughs> right, if just accidental swear word falls out, and then you just hear it picked up and you're like oh no don't stick don't stick <laughs> i think there's another one for a strong dad as well is if you can constantly kind of not review but think about you know progressing because if you think of it as a job it's the most important job we've got like reviewing your day like you said before jonesy where you kind of like pondered over your actions a little bit like being aware of that, isn't it? Going, I wasn't quite happy with how I reacted to that. So next mm. time it happens, I'm going to do this. And I think yeah. 
having that mental kind of emotional intelligence of your actions is huge, isn't it? Being a dad, hundred percent changing, isn't it? Like as they grow, they change, and what you did yeah. a month ago is different now. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But 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 I think you know as dads, I think we're on the bit on the on the back foot a bit straight from the off because we we tend to go back to work after a week or two. Do you know what I mean? Like you go through this big sort of emotional and obviously not for us, but physical event for your partner and stuff like that and everything they go through, you, you know, carried it for nine months and then suddenly it's here, like baby's here and it's all a massive whirlwind. You've probably not slept for a week. Everyone's high in emotion. And then suddenly it's like, right, so you've got to go back to work now because you need to earn some money. Need to pay the bills, so off you go back to work, and then and then at work, or, or, I know I was all I was thinking about was what's what's going on at home. Like, is, is Kate okay? Is Fred okay? What they've been doing today? What have I missed out on? And it takes a little while to to like you were saying before, Neely, about separating yourself to be to being at home, being a dad, being a rugby coach, whatever it may be. And it is. I, I was always playing a lot of catch up with it. I don't know what sort of you two guys were like with that. But I suppose actually, you you were at home, weren't you? So it's the lockdown. Like certainly for me at times as well, with working mostly online, it's you know, fair amounts of time. I, I you know I, I could be at home when I needed to be. Um, but you definitely got that when you weren't there. There were elements of. Is everything all right at home? You know, what, what's everything going? Sort of checking your phone to, you know, if, if you as soon as you got a message from, uh, like from, from Luce, I'll be like, right, well, what's she saying? Oh, it's okay. Everything's all right. I can sort of chill out a little bit. But yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I, I, I just think like, it, because from like early on, you know, you're like you said, you go back to work after two weeks. I just think it makes that important, like, to make sure you are present and therefore you're making sure you're making the most of all the time with them. Because certainly in that first year, they develop so quickly. Like mm. we, we were looking at pictures the other day because of like looking back from, because it was Lila's birthday and the picture when she was like, uh, even just like during the first lockdown, she was so much smaller. She, you know, the things she was doing then are so different to what she's doing now. And it feels like as they grow, once they get past the year and they get into like the toddler phase, they still develop quickly, but it's not, it doesn't feel like it's the same. It feels like it slows a little bit. That first year where they go from being like, in a year, they go from being a tiny little baby that doesn't do anything other than kind of eat, poop and cry and sleep to now being like, you know, she looks like, a, you know, she's a little person. She can, although she can't talk, she can interact with you. She can let you know what she wants. She can move around. She looks like a little person now. That year changes so quick. And so, you know, you don't have those as many moments where, something we don't with Lila because like with, with sleeping things where she falls asleep on you and things like that you know when she was tiny you'd nurse her to sleep like the other night she had a bad night and I'd like nurse her uh, to sleep in the evening in her room sat in the dark because that's the first time in over six months you know easily over six months that we've had to do that um, and you're just thinking like in some ways I kind of miss that and so I just think it's making sure that you're there. You take you you know you you take the most out of those moments, and you really um, soak it all up. 
so because let's say they, they just change the position. If your head's still in the office, then that's not going to. Uh, hey, Grimmer, get, get a muzzle on that guard, that Grimmer. She's worse than the baby. Sa- sa- sounds vicious. <laughs> sounds vicious. It's like, hey, Dad, don't forget about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got two children. You've got two. Yeah, two. You're a dog, Dad, honestly, as well. Honestly, worse than children. I'm telling you. Yeah, she's got some attention, mate. You're a dad as well. <laughs> she was quiet asleep before. I forgot to close the blinds and suddenly she snuck out. And I don't know, it's probably just like a, a pigeon on the roof of the house opposite or something like that. She's barking at. She's scared of it. You know, it's a good skill, though, for uh, I've noticed this just for working with clients one to one over the past few years was clients would never pull the phone out in a session. I've noticed in the past 18 months, I'll be like mid-session, all of a sudden they pull the phone out and I'm like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I've had to actually have these conversations with clients and go, you know, just for this hour, just put your phone away. Mm. Like, I know business is business, but like, just mm. put your phone away for an hour. Like, you know, just take that time out. And I think that's just developing that skill so you can transfer it to home life because yeah. when you're really present, you get the benefit of being a dad and all the little golden moments but- like Richard just said. Just on that, do you know what another, another bad one of that is? Apple Watches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're like halfway through, through a deadlift or something. They're just like, I'll just, oh, the watch is buzzed. I'll just have, no, no, you lift, you're halfway through a lift. Just <laughs> turn your watch off or something. But again, it's like, you say just like modern day, isn't it? Like technology and, and everything like that. It's just tap of a button connection and all that but is it's a bit of a deeper question they talk about obviously connection is connection through the phone the same as maybe what we were like when we were a bit younger is in connection with a human face-to-face is that the same thing or is it the same thing wrapped up in a different i think it's the same thing like you say it's just wrapped up differently so I just think it's convenience because it, you think about it like when you were a kid, if you wanted to go and play out with your mates or something like that, you have to go either at school, you go, right, we'll meet here at whatever, t- like we'll go home and get changed, we'll meet at like the park or whatever. And so you'd say, like, we'll meet at four o'clock or whatever, and you'd all go meet there and have a kick around or whatever. Or you'd have to phone up, like hope somebody answered, speak to the mum or whatever, and go, like, oh. <laughs> It's like, hi, Chris's mum. Is Chris there, please? Is he playing out? Or you, you know, you'd have to go and knock on for So it was a, like, think about it. It was a pain in the backside, wasn't it? Whereas now, like... But you, was it? But was it? Do you know what I mean? Or was it just the done thing? Like... I don't, well, I'm looking at it in terms of, like, well, reminiscing back as a kid. As a kid, probably not, because you're just, you're getting out and doing anything over. But now, and it's like you text them go, Mate, what's the what's the deal? Are we meeting here at this time? And you go like, yes or no. And in some ways, it makes it a lot more convenient because we can do things like this now, where we're all just talking to each other on a on a laptop, and it allows us more easily than going, oh, hang on, I've got this with work. If we no, things in like Bolton, you're in the arse end of nowhere in the hills where you live, and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, for, for us all to meet somewhere in the middle, it's pretty much like a 20 minute half hour drive for all of us to get to somewhere we can meet and then that becomes more of a hassle so this allows us then to sit down have a chat have a catch up have a bit of a laugh and have that connection 
but without the hassle of having to arrange the time because it's mm. easy to go, well, oh, well, I can't do this week. How about next week? And you go, and suddenly it's like with everyone's diaries, you can be, you know, a couple of months down the line before you can get a free time that everyone yeah. can do. So yeah. I do think that, but I think to flip it the other way and probably me, well, probably all of us, but certainly me and you playing like amateur rugby will have had this. It's easier to, for people to bail and to lose that connection because it's it's faceless. So we'll have had it with rugby. Yeah. Where somebody suddenly messages the last minute going, can't play tomorrow. And you're like, what, what do you mean? It's Friday night, eight o'clock. You know, uh, <laughs> what do you mean you can't play now? Whereas previously in the years gone by, that hassle of having to pick somebody up and speak, you know, pick the phone up, speak to them or whatever, or going to, it's a lot yeah, stopped. Yeah. Down. Whereas like I say now it's easier to break that connection. So we, everyone, um, the, the social media message has been going around this week that said about checking in on your mates for mental health and things like that is if you text them going, I'll oh, make you all right. It's very easy for them to go. Yeah, no worries. I'm, I'm fine. Send text. Yeah, but actually, but actually they're not. So it, yeah. it is good, but it's not the same as being there physically, mm. but it's got, it, I feel it's got its place. But, just sort of go into that one of those one of the answers to the question before about uh, what was it able to share your emotions with your kids like if you're too caught up in technology social media etc do you think is it is it a skill or is it an emotion to be able to open up and show your kids emotion whether it be good bad indifferent or whatever or do you or you can or do you potentially lose some of that because of modern society technology etc etc i don't know like for me i don't feel technology as such is the issue with showing emotion in that in front of kids i think there's a skill to it in terms of you know, or, or certainly you've got to be self-aware to be able to show, like only show like certain emotions in front of kids. What are you doing? If something pisses you off, you don't want to be like getting angry, like flipping, you know, obviously not physically flipping tables, but you don't want to be like, you know, getting really angry and that and pissed off in front of your kids because like we've already spoken about, they're sponges. They're going to pick that up so suddenly and they don't have that kind of, uh, filter or you know they don't understand boundaries things like that and suddenly your kids like kicking lumps out of tables or whatever or getting violent because they, they're getting angry because um, they pick up with you but I, th- I certainly think there's things like um, like being able to show kids that you said you know probably the stereotype is dad's crying in front of kids and things like that you know it, personally it, it, I don't think there's anything sort of wrong with that and I like I, I, I remember when I was a kid like we, um, uh, we we played in. I played a lot of golf, and that as a kid. And my dad was like the the, the sort of like junior organizer and like the golf team. And we won this massive event, this massive team event. And I remember at the end of it, like my dad was sort of crying, and I was like, oh, "Dad's crying! Oh, you doing crying?" And somebody said to me, <laughs> "Like sort of uh, take the mic. It's all right for him to cry and things like that." And you're a bit like somebody wouldn't have expected it from like another bloke. And I was like, "All right, okay." But it's only now you look at it and go. Actually, it's all right. And I remember a few years ago, in like 2012, when City won the league with Aguero's last-minute goal, me and my dad jumping up and down, both of us crying in the living room. <laughs> it's like, it's just, 
I just like say for me, I don't see a problem with sharing your emotions, like sharing your emotions from your kids, as long as it's like you're aware of what, like you have some element of control with it, and you're not, it's not becoming a bad example to them. But I think it should, you know, it shows them that it's all right to speak to them. And certainly, the stereotype that goes with blokes is that blokes, are, you know, you're an island. You've, you know, you've got the barriers up. You don't show emotions and things like that. And that's probably one of the reasons why we're in the situation we're in now with. Or, you know, all the, all the mental health uh, stuff that's been going on recently. Teaches them how to, because obviously we think about it as a kid, you obviously start getting emotions, you know, with mammals and we've got these emotions building. But like you say, they're sponges. They don't know how to deal with that emotion unless they see you deal with it. Like they don't know what anger is. They don't know what sadness is. Yeah. Like we said you're confused by crying. Like you can cry because you're sad or you can cry because you're just elated at something. Yeah amazing happened and they don't know unless they see that they're only going to see it on tv and see some action hero shoot someone or something i don't you know what i mean like <laughs> they don't they don't know do they like and so it's probably a great thing for you to do that in a control manner yeah. so angry i've sat down you know being angry i've sat down and thought about it now i'm going to take action instead of going i'm angry i'm going to hit a wall or whatever this is just yeah. how to deal with that emotion and you you two have got this to come with with your little ones like because obviously they develop these emotions but they don't have the ability to because they don't can't really comprehend them or understand them and they struggle to um verbalize or or get out how they're feeling so hence like they're terrible twos and stuff like that where they just have like the most colossal meltdowns and you're like what's up what's up and they'll just be hysterical and, you, and it's because they've got all these sort of thoughts going around the head but they've got no ability to to process and outlet it um but it's one thing like me and kate do with fred like if if he does see us either like upset or or angry or whatever it may be that we talk to him about it because this is another thing like it, it's his favorite word at the moment is why like everything's why 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 which is a bit like Chinese water torture at times, but it just shows like that sponge that he is. He just, he wants to know, he wants to know and learning all the time. So if he sees us say do something or whatever it may be, it's like, do you know why daddy did that? Or do you know why mommy did that? And it's because of this or because of that. And it's again, part of that learning and making him, uh, to for him to understand what's going on. Like I said, because you can have crying for happiness and sadness. So again, from from a little kid, like that just must be quite mind blowing. Like, because I'm sure at nursery association or or in sort of on the day if someone's crying, they're generally upset. Whereas, it, like I say, it could be for somebody kicking a, a round ball in the back of a net or whatever, and you're jumping up and down, crying your eyes out, kissing kissing the shit the badge on the shirt. So. <laughs> You know, so it, it's yeah, there's it, it's very complex. Emotions are obviously like complex in itself, but when you try and when you're a small kid trying to understand that, if you know, if you've got parents or you, if you've got a dad, especially that is silent, is a rock, doesn't show anything, you know, keeps everything very internal and very rarely shows any emotion whatsoever, like as a small kid, like how are you supposed to understand how, you know, so 
it, that's that's a massive one that like being able to show emotions and stuff like that, and then explaining why you're in that you're in that emotional state. I think what one thing we've not spoken about and probably hasn't come into. I'm just trying to read through the notes and things that pe- people sent in, and I think like nearly touched on it earlier is learning and the ability to learn. So, like you know, we, 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 like Neely said, being a dad is effectively being a job, but there's no instruction manual and things that go with it. There's nothing that tells you, there's no one way of doing it either. You know, there's, we'll all do things that are completely different. And that doesn't mean that one person's a better dad than, than somebody else. Or one, you know, one person's view on it is, is right. And another person's view on things and a way to do things is, is wrong. But, you know, we all probably grew up thinking our parents knew everything and knew exactly what they were doing with us and things like that. And it's only now that we're in those shoes, we go, they were winging it big time. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. 100%. I do think one of the things, you know, we, we talk about all this deep stuff in terms of like showing emotions in front of your kids, providing an environment where, you know, you can allow your kids to grow and you can support them to be. But I feel like we're on a journey of discovery as well and we're there learning how to allow, you know, how, how to be a good dad and how to be able to do, allow our kids to do all those things. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much sort of nail on the head there where we've always like looking outward as in like looking at our kids and peers and everything like that. But like how often do we internally learn and grow as well? Because, yeah, like I said, it's definitely wing it a lot of the time. Obviously, you have people who like to offer advice and et cetera, et cetera, and you can read whatever you want. But, yeah, when, when you're in the moment, when you're there, it's, yeah, sometimes you do learn on the job, so to speak, and it's important that you do take on board what you're doing, what you're saying, you know, have that sort of internal dialogue with yourself, review it, could have done better, was it was that okay do you know what I mean and it's like yeah and it get it gets it gets better it gets easier but you never there's no glass ceiling with it you always they'll always surprise you or you'll always surprise yourself with what what you can do Shane there's no like video review of like uh, like you see with rugby or whatever watch the tape back <laughs> okay, yeah like on, 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 oh, yeah, on, a, on a Monday morning yeah talking yeah, yeah. talk session yeah you're yeah, that... kind of like sitting in your chair going oh god something bad's going to happen in this game I missed this tackle oh the coach is going to get into me you don't have that as a dad do you <laughs> you just got to no, go but, but imagine if you did though imagine yeah, what would you see yeah because it's only your partner who sees that don't they or family yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Myself, yeah. I'm in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, yeah that, that would be crazy that if you did like a like a what was that there was a film where yeah but there was um, yeah 24-7 video camera just on you just going around being dad and stuff I bet I bet it'd be eye opening sometimes. Yeah, I bet, I bet, no, I bet I bet there's like little things you like little behaviours that you do, you're like, oh my god, what that is terrible. Don't ever do that. Imagine yeah. pausing before the kid does something catastrophic and you just pause it and like circle go, this is where it goes wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
like the rugby where they pause it and some of the like you can see his eyes looking here and like they point an arrow to the gap and it's like dad's eyes looking over there kid jumping off, <laughs> jumping off the side <laughs> yeah absolutely right. yeah, that, 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 that would be funny that <laughs> All right. I think we'll wrap it up there then on that note <laughs> Uh, a bit of humour and lightheartedness to finish what's been a bit of a deep chat in the end then so um, yeah hopefully people got something out of that I think we didn't really know where we were going to go with that and it was good to get people's thoughts and people messaging in with their thoughts and what it takes or you know, what, what is a strong dad and what what they aspire to be I guess if, if they're listeners it's actually what they aspire to be um, as parents themselves so um, cheers boys we'll wrap it up there as always if people can subscribe to the pod share it with the friends you know we want to try and get this out there and hopefully obviously help as many people as we can uh leave us a five star rating reviews if you thought it was any good um and obviously you can check us all out on instagram facebook places like that um if you boys want to give out your handles again on that make sure people yeah chris jones pt and mentoring and uh, adam neil coaching and uh We'll wrap it up there and we'll be back again next week. Have a good week.